episode 49 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe. I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. Joe, how are you? Joey Bats, doing good? Ben, how are you? Joey, you are a pro at that. Try at least. I try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody asks me how I'm doing. That's true. How are you doing today, I, Joey? I said that Joey Bats, how are we doing? Okay. <laughs> I guess that is true. I don't know. It kind of just comes off as like every time it's like, oh, whatever, and then I just move on to bed. It's true, though. It's the fact that, yeah, the how are you doing comes more as just a hello. Than it's an extension of the hello. Mm-hmm. We reduce greetings to repetitive noises. Hey, man, what's up? How's it going? It is kind of funny when you walk by people sometimes. You'll you'll Somebody will say, like, hello, and you'll say, how's it going? And then you don't even expect a response. It's just, like, it's just a different way of saying hello. Exactly. It is a little odd in that sense. Yeah. But a lot of stuff going on this week. We're already getting philosophical the person <laughs> well I, you know this morning i don't know about you guys i woke up i was freezing it was like 60 degrees outside it was a little chilly what's today. up with this weather i like it it's very fall like it is i i prefer this type of weather over the 80 to 90 degree days for sure no. I, I'll say the other day at the fair that was like the perfect weather. Seventy three and sunny. Yeah. Today <laughs> today is nice with the breeze though. I like that. I and I went for a run yesterday, like more in the evening time, um, and it was really like just it was the most comfortable conditions that I think I, I can remember in probably two to three months. Also, Joe, it's August. Tomorrow's the last <laughs> day of July. Yes, and yes. it's still summer. Still the heart of summer. I expect some warmer weather. Is this the heart of summer? This, I feel like the heart. Of, I feel like the heart of summer is like second week of July, third yes. week of July. I think we're past the heart. Well, no, no, this, no. This is like the retirement age of summer. June, summer starts June twentieth, June twenty first. So yeah. Yes. So we're only so what six weeks into a twelve week season. What's the That's first week? Smack of dab in the middle. September twenty first. Then. Yeah, we're 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 reaching the halfway point. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's nice not to have the mugginess because I think that's what we've that had I could do without. That's what we've had for two weeks at least now. But that's the weather report brought to you by <laughs> whoever you want to be, have I, it by. I don't like it. I want better weather. But the other day when we went to the fair, the fair. Now we talked a lot about the fair, the Clinton County Fair. Yes. Now I I don't think if I. I don't remember. Joey, did you share any favorite parts about the fair that you like? Yeah, I mean, I think we, I think last episode when we had Michael Cashman on, we talked about um, the food. Just the food and some of the rides and different things like that. I don't know if we went too much into detail, but I hear there is one ride that's causing some, uh, some uproar. Some, some, the wall of death. Oh, well, I saw that advertised. We didn't actually go and see that. but Yeah. That's all I've heard. Is that the one that goes around and you're strapped up against the side? I don't know. I mean, I've just I've just seen a lot of comments about the wall of death. I mean, whatever it's called. I think that's the thing where the people in the cars drive around the um, the edge of the circle and that kind of thing. Okay. Is that you've probably seen that Joe, right? Oh, the uh, Daredevil stuff. Yeah, where they're like they're on motorcycles. And okay, so that's back. a special show that they're going to yes. have. Okay. <laughs> all right. That was one of the rides on the midway. I know the monster trucks are tonight. Yes. yes. Yeah. Always a hit. Oh, oh can't you, you can't beat the monster trucks. <laughs> no, I was going through my mom's um, <clears throat> like storage and that kind of thing, and I found this monster truck book they had back. And yeah, monster trucks are awesome. <laughs> the one, the whenever I think monster truck, I think of the it was uh, what was it called? The great grave digger. 
it's a it was a black big black truck with uh, purple and green and the the rims were green. Uh, I just I remember having that as a kid. Well, and that was like one on whatever the big monster truck circuit is. I mean, I I'm not that informed about monster <laughs> trucks, but all I know is the the monster truck and having the name Gravedigger with like a skull on it. That's a pretty cool truck. Back in the day, my big one was um, the Bigfoot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monster trucks are cool. I, I actually, to, but I have to point out uh, there are those that think they are not environmentally friendly. Well, obviously like, not. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes them awesome. <laughs> they're definitely not environmentally. Just saying. Just saying. They're, they're, they're not, not friendly at all. They're big and monster trucks. <laughs> they're definitely not environmentally friendly, but they definitely are a crowd pleaser. That's like, for sure. No, it's that. Yeah, flashback to the nineties. What the biggest thing was like professional wrestling and monster trucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty. That's pretty much it. But what? Um, what was your guys? takes on what you saw at the fair and kind of what you saw, what, what was from a spectator standpoint. Excuse me. Well, just to set the scene, Ben and I went uh, Friday or Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday afternoon, I think. No, Tuesday was the opening day. Oh, that Wednesday. got rained out. Oh, jeez. And no Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. The fair opened Tuesday. Yep. And it was delayed till 5 o'clock because of a worker shortage. Um, and it rained all day Tuesday anyway, so it was pretty much a washout of an opening day, which is unfortunate. But Wednesday was spectacular weather-wise, yeah. and the people showed up in droves. I mean, the line of cars around 5 o'clock was down um, 22B all the way to Route 3 past Stewart's. Um, it was packed, and it was great. And we spent a couple hours there. Walking around, checking out the rides and the venues and the 4-H'ers and everything. As I'm reflecting on it, is that my big takeaway, and maybe this was colored by the nice weather, but it seemed to me, again, I love the fair. I usually go every year, just wander around with some friends, or my mom does horse shows and that kind of thing. It seemed to me that this year, in particular, the adults and everyone just seemed... Very cheerful compared to other years. It seemed like everyone is really there for like, usually you get the adults that drag there by the kids. They pay for expensive food and expensive rides relatively for the fair. But this year they seemed like everyone was just like that that guy with this kid with the adorable cowboy hat and the, um, the animal bar. There was like this one big cowboy and then he has like a little mini <laughs> cowboy on his shoulder and that kind of thing. Like everyone was so happy and just i think just to get out and do that again so i think it's a symbolic thing to a certain extent you know like a you know a step toward the return of normalcy because obviously we didn't have anything last year and Mm -hmm. now you're back this year and i think yeah people are just excited to be out and about too i Mm -hmm. mean that's that's excellent yeah no it was good and and all the the vendor booths seemed full um everything was um in place Yes, which was also kind of surprising because you hear about the labor shortage, but no, they had um, all the usuals. They had the, um, what's that one sausage place that... Um, the, uh, Vermont's Mr. Sausage? Yes. <laughs> that was there. Um, we missed the fried Oreos, though. That's true. What did you have to eat? Uh, we only had a slushy, and I got some cotton candy, for brought it back for care. <laughs> Yeah, jumbo cotton candy. I didn't eat my meal there. Yeah. I should have. I wanted to. Yeah. We didn't really have time. I mean, I feel like whenever... Did you guys get stuck in traffic? Because of the... No. the were you able to blow... Exiting is no problem. Oh. Getting in was... No, that's what I'm saying. Was it a long wait to get in? No. No, we if, went a little earlier. Yes. Okay. To avoid the wait. 
Uh, it actually, yeah. yeah, it worked out because, well, we went there around like three. Yeah, a little after three. Yes. And if we had gotten there around like four thirty, five o'clock, we would have been in that, yeah. <laughs> right. in that slog. So, um, but no, and, um, and one thing is the fact that they have a new, um, I guess you call it what, um, operator, vendor, Amusements of America, bringing in, um, as they said, all new rides and all new attractions. And when I read that in the paper at first, I was like, oh gosh, you know, Picture the, like, five-year-old who every year, they're like, I want to go on this ride. Oh, this is my favorite ride. And then this year, where's the ride? Oh, my God, the ride's not here. Ah." (laughs) But as far as I can tell, basically all the rides that you know and love are are there. They have um, the Tilt-A-Whirls. They have the (laughs) spinny things that hold you to the... the side they have the throw you way up and then bring you way down which has a problem which yes <laughs> which as as happens and we can share this and again all these stories that talk about the weird things at the fair like the expensive food and the fried things that's part of the experience every fair has those sure, of <laughs> but course it's just the fact that with this Not one being maimed on a ride no <laughs> no one was maimed uh, for the record no one was maimed at the Quentin County Fair what did so, you guys go to it reminds me of did you guys go to the fair or did you mistakenly go to something else <laughs> so it reminds me of that commercial where the, the, the mother and a the girl they get on the ride at the fair and they're like is this safe he goes I think so. I put it together myself. Yeah. Like, what if something goes wrong? He says, we just moved to the next town. Yeah. <laughs> That's always reassuring. But, yeah, it's just the fact that they got the one that throws people up and then brings them back down real fast, basically drops them down. It was all loaded up, but then the attendant, he went around. I actually saw he did one safety check first, but then he went back around afterward and said, nope, nope, everybody off, everybody off, unlocks, get off, get off, and the ride's closed. We have a problem. (laughs) Hey, I would rather, it's good to see that, because I would rather see that than somebody just being like, oh, well, whatever, we'll see what happens. You can't can't do that with human lives. Better safe than sorry. uh, Yeah, especially when you're talking about something that's going to whip people around and stuff like that. It's not necessarily It was just going to drop them from like 80 feet. Yeah, I mean, just a casual 80 feet drop. It's the worst that can happen. I don't know, death. Probably death. Um, no, we're kidding. We're yeah. kidding. We yeah. want everybody to be safe. No, and um, it's the fact that we have, we actually ran into the um, the manager of the fair. Mike Parati. Parati, yes. and yes. And um, it, this was his first year. Uh, first well, technically live. last year. Yeah. Yes. He was fair manager last year, but it had to there be There wasn't canceled. a fair. Uh-huh. He was driving movie. Yes. yes, it was. Which was <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's right. But yeah. um, he seemed in good spirits. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And as he says, this was one of the biggest turnouts. And yeah, and is that going back, those those were like Champlain Valley Fair levels of cars being piled well, there. Yes, good point. <laughs> um, and the other thing maybe, Ben, you can talk about is they had a vaccine booth. They did, yes. Yep. Oh, um, wow. Good. Which so you, which I thought was in a really good place is that it was in one of the little um, animal barns where you can go in and, you know... Um, if I think even if you're not a farm person, when you go in and you see the little rabbits and the little chickens and the goats, goats. and that kind of thing, you're like, ah, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I can just I can vibe with this. <laughs> and then when it's you go peaceful. down there, then you see um, that they have the um, the little booth set up with the um, the COVID vaccines. And um, and of course they said there that then people are like ah needles or vaccines or whatever but um they go in they take you in it's very private you're not doing it as a spectacle for everyone to watch at the fair look at this guy (laughs) come see the person getting their COVID vaccine have people like cheering on like yeah yeah 
but no, they take you behind a nice curtain and um, the nice um, staff back there, they walk you through it. And um, one story that um, I liked was that they said they had, um, what age did they say it was, 13 or something like that, yeah. 10, 10, 13, some young, some young kid. And um, the kid was all like, yeah, I'm pumped. I came here to get this. I am ready. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's just the fact that I was thinking that, imagine that kid like, Telling his grandkids someday, yeah, back in the pandemic day, you know, way back when, I got my shot at a fair. <laughs> hey, I mean, it doesn't matter where you get the shot. If you want it, it seems to be pretty much available every place. Oh, you in, in a very, in a very, it's very reachable now. And just to think, when it was, you know, March and, and April, we were, you know, taking an arc, willing to cut off a, a pinky toe to get a vaccine it seemed like for some of us so mm-hmm. i mean but now the availability is there it's just a matter of whether or not people want to commit to it and with with the way uh covid seems to be kind of spiking back up a little bit now with variants and i think also too just normal respiratory issues because we were all wearing masks for so long you take those off you're going to get the normal colds and stuff as well I mean, I just think it's a if if people are a little bit hesitant about it, but also thinking, you know, hey, this might be a good time to get it if I haven't gotten it yet. I think it, it's a great it's a great thing to have it all over the place, and for it to be at the fair, I had no idea. Um, but that's that's amazing. I I love it. it's great, and that little kid that that's awesome. What yeah, a cool, what a cool little story. What a cool just, little story. It's just the fact that yeah, that you know. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, cotton candy, you know, that's cool, roller coaster, yeah. I'm getting my vaccine. <laughs> for anybody who is, like, nervous about a vaccine, they can, like, bring in a therapy animal for them so well, they can, like, pet ooh, it while they get a vaccine. <laughs> Give me the therapy goats. <laughs> the two women that were there administering the shots, um, I'm sorry that their names escape me right now, but they were real professional, very yeah. good at the, uh, doing what they do. Sure. And uh, Kelly Donahue and Billy Badger were there helping out. And it seemed like a well-run thing, um, Good. very approachable, and, and it, you know, it's great. Yeah. Like you say, the more opportunities there are, the better, because we need to get over that hump, mm-hmm. get those final um, segment of our population vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, and, and as we were talking about them, <clears throat> with them in the booth was, um, in my history of getting shots, you know, and I'm sure Joe's even longer, you know, that COVID shot was like the most... It, did you do it? Is it is it done? I didn't even feel it. Like shot that I've ever gotten is that it's like yeah. I was all ready for it to be like you know um, I don't know like, like a tetanus the, shot. Yeah, the tetanus shot. Ah, but no, it's like wait, did it really did it go in? Yeah. <laughs> the tetanus shot you can really. I feel like yeah. that's out of any sh- any out of any shot I've gotten. I feel like that's the most strong. That's the most like. But this impact. one is so quick, and then yeah, you're you're good, and yeah. and. Uh, the names of the um, assistants at the booth were um, RN Jacqueline Allen yes. and PHN Don Farrell, and they were praised, yes, for their bedside manner, And which, you know, honestly, there are some adults that are really pretty freaked out about needles, so I can appreciate that. One of the worst shots I've had is the cortisone shots in my knees. Mm. Oh, goodness. I had one of those in my neck once. That's not pleasant. That was, no, it's it's not great. But it makes you feel a lot it better does. after. It does. It <laughs> makes does. You feel Take a, your medicine. It makes you feel a lot better after. So, but no, that's, that's, that's great to hear. And I mean, just the fair being back in general. I think and they had turkey like, legs. Turkey legs? Yes. Wow. That's... Wow. Not the fried turkey legs or yes. just turkey, the fried turkey legs? Yes. Wow, that's actually pretty impressive. Did they have the fried Twinkie? 
Fried Oreos. Fried Oreos. Okay. Yes. And what about fried peanut butter cups? Because I, th- I feel like I remember the last time I was at the fair, there were those. I don't recall those. Okay. It was a lot of good food, though. I'm sure. I'm sure. Cotton candy is always a go-to. I'm very disappointed that neither of you guys mentioned fried dough, though. Yes. Um, fried, do- fried dough is a delight. We discussed it. Fried dough is a delight. Yeah. Honestly, and also on that day of the nice sunshine, slushies were really good. Actually, yeah, they those were good. What's yeah. your, what was your what was your flavor? What was your go to? It was blue raspberry. Blue, yeah. yes, the classic. <laughs> I like how you just described it as blue. Yeah, <laughs> it's blue flavor. You know, whatever blue flavor it is, that's good. It was good. That's good. That's, good. that's all you can, that's all you can ask for. But well, um, one last transition out of that, yeah, sure. as we have um, a segue about COVID, is the fact that tomorrow we have actually an editorial. From the Essex County Health Department saying um, yes. that, yes, it's time to get your shot, is that the Delta variant is the thing that I took away from what they're saying is the fact that with the, and I certainly shouldn't try and paraphrase, but the thing that I took away from it in general and try and put it into non like medical terms or general terms is the fact that with regular COVID, it, you know, um, it seeks out people, but it might not be able to find you quite as easily because it doesn't spread quite as easily. But this Delta variant, it's spreading so fast that if you're unvaccinated, it's going to spread around the community and it's going to find you. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. fact that it's like it's much more contagious. And that's the difference. It's the fact that earlier in the spring and summer, when the cases seemed to be going down, we were kind of building up that wall. And now the Delta is finding kind of a way to sneak snake around the wall and find people. So it's like the risk is rising. That's, no, that that's, was my biggest takeaway. That's, that's a good way to describe it, for sure. Mm. For sure. And what's uh, Joe's thoughts on why you should get your shot now? <laughs> I mean, beyond yeah, the I mean, <laughs> the, the, uh, every day we're hearing more and more about the Delta variant and the damage it's causing um, everywhere, uh, worldwide, nationally, uh, statewide. And here locally, we're even seeing it. Um, it's not something to be messed around with. No. I, I mean, I don't understand. We've been going through this for a year and a half. More than 600,000 people have died. Mm. Um, hello? What more evidence do people need that this thing is real and it's dangerous? Let's take care of it. Get vaccinated. Simple. I, th- I think one, one thing that I was reading about and... I, we haven't mentioned this before, but I think something that could really help a certain segment of people, at least. I wouldn't say everybody who hasn't been vaccinated yet for COVID, with the COVID shot. Because the Pfizer and the Moderna shot, they're still labeled like an emergency type of vaccine, correct? That is not fully FDA approved. Okay. So yes. because of that, I've read some stories and like from... from uh, good reporting that since it's it's in that stage still and it's not Emergency completely years. completely yes completely yes. approved yet people are hesitant to get it because if they get sick some insurances won't cover them being ill from the shot necessarily because it's in the emergency phase still once that emergency phase is dropped and it's just regulated and it's good to go, I'm curious to see if more people, like not, I'm sure not everybody, but I'm, I'm curious to see how many more people will at that point, that's their, that's the reasoning why they're not getting the vaccine. There will be a, 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 
segment of people that will say, oh, okay, now I'll yes. get it. I think no, that, no question about it. I think that's really important in terms of maybe making that huge, huge jump in terms of vaccination levels. It, 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 I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, although the vaccines have been around for six months plus now. Mm-hmm. We've, there's plenty of evidence. Well, that, that and yes, is that we had um, Dr. Saladi, who's done some really great um, articles in the past two issues, and he talks about the fact that Concerns he hears from parents and guardians include how the vaccines are being used under emergency youth authorization mm-hmm. and yet to receive full approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. But he points out he points out to them that messenger RNA technology utilized in the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines has been studied for a while. It explains yes. the safety programs are in place to monitor vaccine side effects. So it's, yes, this particular one is new. But the technology is has yes. been around for years, right. and this hasn't that this type of stuff hasn't been talked about because we've never had a reason to talk about it. But mm-hmm. these vaccines, like what's you know what has made the COVID vaccine, the components of it and whatnot, are things that have been worked on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's because they try and guess, they try and anticipate. What's well, like with the flu shot? Okay, what type of flu shot Which vaccine strains, should we give this yeah. year? And these are the things that they've developed. So there are components of the COVID vaccine that have been in existence for quite a long time. It's just been a matter Absolutely. of fine-tuning it to yeah. combat this specific coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I think, and now, especially with the variants, that's becoming even more of an issue. So I, 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 I just think that... If you're concerned about getting the vaccine, ask yourself why. And I guess one of my big things of advice, and this is just me talking, I'm this, and this is my personal opinion, take any type of politicized narrative that has come with, uh, that has been attached to the COVID vaccine, take that away and just look at it from a health perspective. And I think that's, that's probably the best way to look at it. See if you're still concerned about it after that point. Then if you're still concerned, then ask yourself, okay, what medically, what medical reason should I not get the vaccine? And there are some people who legitimately have concerns to the point that they should not get the vaccine. And that's okay too. It's not it's not a perfect system. But but I think you I think I think it's just a thing that people really need to think about, especially with the way things are going. And you know, and we talk about it being August soon and later later on in August and then into September, schools will be starting back up and that's a, that'll be a huge topic of conversation, too, about what's going to be going on yes. in schools again, what's going to be going on in college campuses and things like that. So, I mean, this is this is something that will be an ongoing and a building topic of conversation. Yes, what I'd hate to see is us go back to the levels where we were. I, I, uh, I think fall, everybody winter. I think everybody would, and I think the, a really big concern would be the fatigue factor. To have another winter, mm-hmm. another fall, of what we dealt with last year in two thousand uh, in in two thousand twenty, and into early twenty twenty one, if that happens again, I would be really concerned about the mental fatigue kind of that people oh, yeah. would go through. Like, oh my God, another you know winter of this, another winter of you know kind of being cooped up. I mean, we're already cooped up in the winter because it's cold now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, but you know that's the way it goes. So I, I just I just hope that things work out so we're not in that position. Ben Rowe, the mm-hmm. pandemic of 100 years ago, mm-hmm. lasted a couple of years, didn't it? It did, yes. Well, and things got better for a bit, and then it came back. And so, exactly. Yes. So, no, it's the fact that do all that you can to um, protect yourself, and, you know, um, I can't help but look at this photo that I took and think that, you know, this is what we're 
working toward. Just fun. <laughs> the photo that Ben is showing us is is a bunch of clowns. Why don't you go ahead and describe it? Yes, <laughs> is that well, actually is that it was um, some very, as I say here, a trio of good sports who, <laughs> when um, when Pips the clown said, "All right, now this one, I need some grown-up volunteers," and then all the kids were like, "Ah, do it, do it." And, you know, kudos to the grown-ups for a while to go up and put on the clown noses and solve it. What's funny is that they had to solve a little puzzle, like with big puzzle pieces. It felt a little bit like an episode of Survivor for a second. Is that they were, like, really getting into it. Like, oh, where is it? Where is it? i got to fight for my kid's honor for solving yeah. this, this puzzle. And then, um, so, yeah. So, again, that was a really fun time of the fair. Family so, fun, yes. Yes. So, with, with COVID in mind, one thing that has been a topic about COVID and an event on a national level has yes. been the Olympics. Speaking of competitions. And... What we have seen so far, in t- <laughs> what, so what we have seen so far in terms of COVID, has been in terms of the Olympics. Has it's definitely a factor. It's definitely you know a problem at the Olympics. People are concerned about it, but at the same time, the Olympics are pushing on, and we are seeing some great competition. You want to put aside the COVID stuff and just talk about the competition for a second. Um, this Olympics has been very interesting. Um, a lot of Probably a lot more competition in certain events than people expected, um, which has been which has been nice. And I think swimming has actually been a very the swimming good, has been big a very year. good exhibition of example I should say of very balanced competition in terms of I, I can't remember I can't recall um, what race it was, but there was a swimmer from a male swimmer from Japan who was in lane eight. And anytime you're a swimmer in a race in lane eight, you're not normally expected to do too well. Um, and he finished first, and I don't, I don't, can't remember. I think I believe it was a heat, but I remember the NBC announcer who was the color commentator. Dan Hicks, yes, and Rowdy Gaines. Yeah, I think it was Rowdy who he literally said, "Who is this guy?" Like, and I think he legitimately was saying that, not like jokingly saying, "Who is this?" Like, yes. it was it was crazy. Like, just this guy in lane eight cruising to to a win, and I just I, I love that about the Olympics. Like, you just see these unexpected stories that come out of nowhere, just little things like that. That's what makes the Olympics what the Olympics are. Um, you take away the corrupt side of the Olympics, and you take away the COVID side of the Olympics, and you just talk about the competition, and it's always great. Yes. Uh, you know, Rowdy Gaines, is, I love listening to swimming <laughs> with Rowdy Gaines. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Suni Lee. Yeah. Wins the gold medal in the women's gymnastics all around. Yeah. As a fill-in for Simone Biles, the greatest gymnast ever. Yes. I mean... How do you write that script? No, it's it's crazy, and obviously we, we wanted to mention that briefly about... Um, well, real quick is the fact that Lane A um, swimmer Ahmed Hafnawi from Tunisia was a surprise winner in the men's 400 freestyle Tokyo Games. The 18-year-old won from Lane A, his victory punctuated with loud screams that could be heard throughout the largely empty arena, so... Yeah. That's why I was surprised with myself. I couldn't believe until I touched the wall and saw the one on the scoreboard. That's awesome. <laughs> but as far as as far as the whole Simone Biles discussion is concerned, if people aren't familiar with what happened, um, there was an event that she was in where she went to do a twirl midair. Um, vault. And it was the vault, mm-hmm. and um, she kind of just lost. She was unaware of her surroundings, and 
we look at gymnastics and we say, oh, it's gymnastics, that's nice. But, you know, if you really want to look into it, and, I, I, and I'm sorry, like, I have to say, like, I'm speaking about gymnastics as a very novice, right. like, I have no direct, you know, extreme knowledge about the sport. But what I do know is when I see that person up in the air twirling all around and then they don't even, you know, they're, they're not even looking at where they're going to land for a second, I can respect that that's probably a challenge. Um, and if I were to try to do that, there would be severe consequences for my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that in mind, when you don't have a really good surroundings of, as Simone Biles said, her mind and her body were not in sync, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And with the combination of that and... Obviously, the the mental health side of things that she is evidently going through and she's mentioned and her decision to pull out and withdraw from the rest of the competitions for gymnastics, it was obviously met with, you know, both sides. You know, some people said, oh, that's a weak move. Other people said, good for her. You know, you have to do what's right for for yourself. And I, 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 I have to say, you know... In today's day and age, mental health is a conversation unlike what it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. And it continues to evolve. And people seem to understand it more. And I think a lot of times people don't understand what mental health is. And I think even myself, I learn about it more every day. You learn about it how you feel. You, you learn about it from what other people are saying how they feel. And if she was in a position where she didn't feel comfortable competing and her mental health wasn't in the right spot, then she shouldn't compete and she shouldn't have to. She doesn't owe us anything. No. She, she, you know, she trained. She went to the Olympics, and this was her decision to withdraw. That is within her right. She does not owe us a gold medal. We don't receive anything as an American from, you know, other than, you know, pride. But Mm -hmm. I would rather see her, you know, remain healthy and not harm herself rather than, you know, potentially risk things and whatnot. So, I mean, for anybody who is, you know, judging her decision and whatnot, I, I, I don't know even what to say to you. Uh, I, I just I just have a lot of respect for her decision-making, and obviously her talent is, I mean, goes without saying. She's one of the most talented gymnasts that has ever walked the face of the earth. Um, I mean, you can just go by, you know, in, in the real Olympics when she competed, the judges didn't even know how to judge her because her, her, her the level of her, her moves and things like that were, it was just not... Off the charts. Yeah, it was off the charts. So with that all in mind... I mean, that has been a huge discussion regarding this Olympics. It hasn't been the only discussion, but certainly one that seems to have caught the, the, a lot of the public um, in a lot of different ways. And, you know, props to her. I mean, I, I have no problem with what she did. And um, I think it's honestly, it's probably going to help a lot of mental health initiatives moving forward. No doubt. Um, uh, you know, the days of uh, shake it off and get back out there, uh, those are... If not gone, they're they're leaving. Yeah, um, probably for the better. Um, now, having said that, I still think there's something to be said for mental toughness in an athlete. Yeah, um, there are going to be situations where it requires that. Yeah, um, this one obviously is extreme, mm-hmm. um, where she felt her safety was in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Which okay, fair enough. Um, so I guess it'll take a while to strike the right balance. Mm-hmm. Between when it's, you know, appropriate to bow out yep. and when it's appropriate to dig in and, well, and you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's sports, okay? Ultimately, it's sports. It's not life or death. No. Um, all right? But, you know, there's always this talk about how sports helps you develop so many other uh, characteristics, positive characteristics yep. in life. 
It's a building block. Yep. Sure it is. Um, sports doesn't build character. It reveals it. <laughs> um, the old saying. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're going to find our way, but it's, it is good to have the discussion, like you said. Ab- absolutely. And I think as far as everything else with the Olympics is concerned right now, take like I said, take away the COVID side of things and just what we're seeing with a lot of competition. It's been great, and I really am looking forward to continuing to watch stuff. Um, I just watched the first U.S. Uh, US men's uh, baseball team uh, team's game the other night, and it's kind of fun to watch like the baseball team play because it's none of the major stars. It really does kind of have like that amateur feel to a certain extent, um, which is fun to see. And you know, you watch obviously U.S. men's basketball, U.S. women's basketball. Um, by the way, the U.S. women's basketball team, the front court that they have, we ran a story yes, in, in the press the other. Uh, I, we ran a story, and I think did I run it today? Yeah. 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 Um, I thought I found it fascinating because I didn't really think about it until I kind of read a story about it. The front court that the U.S. women's basketball team has is, I mean, really one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled, women's basketball front court that I've ever oh, seen. Oh, they're, they're amazing. Um, and then obviously, I mean, the men's basketball team, everything gets compared to the dream team of '92. Um, and you see this team, and I mean, it's still stacked with plenty of talent. And I, I would, I would be very shocked to see them not win gold. But you know, they did lose to France. But I think um, they got a little upset uh, seeing that they beat Iran in their next game, 120 to 66. Um, so that's uh, that's a nice shellacking. Um, so hopefully, yes, we'll and, continue and to see some good stuff. Big game today for the women's soccer team. Yes. Now I was instructed this morning not to mention any result because my wife didn't want to watch it at 6 a.m. So she recorded it and they're having a watch party at 5 o'clock. Oh, good for them. I do know the result of it. I do too. Okay. <laughs> it's very hard for me to... Isn't that... Oh. It's, it's very hard for me not Spoiler to... Spoiler alert. I know. Yes. And it's very hard for me not to... Um, uh, not to see the scores in some way or another you can't. because mm-hmm. okay so when I come into work I have to look at the Associated Press wire <laughs> mm-hmm. to see like what stories run I see all the results right there if I haven't seen them before that point I usually get some notification on my phone from like the ESPN app yes. or CBS Sports or yes. something like that it's impossible so when I see all that it's like oh great <coughs> I kind of wanted to watch that game later but. Oh, well. I'm telling you, that's the one people say, like, oh, I'm DVRing the game. Don't let me. Sports is that one thing that you can't, (laughs) especially nowadays, you can't watch tape. Like, you just can't. You can watch it to say you watched it, but you lose all the feel, like, all the juice. Gotta be live. All the juice and the energy from it. I appreciate hearing that story because sometimes when I'm putting movie reviews on page C6 of the Spectrum section, and there's a movie that I really want to watch, but I don't want my opinion or anything to be influenced by mm-hmm. it but then you got to copy and paste the, the review into the thing so I'll just kind of glance and say okay did it fit yep look away all right <laughs> put the headline in look away okay set up the page there we go. you mean so, to tell me you're not proofing things word for word? not for those no, no you're just you're just going to trust whoever wrote it the head of review from the osc this weekend and is that i just yeah make sure it ends with the right word and then set it off so yeah it'll it'll be it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the rest of the olympics um but, but my um well my two things real sure. quick is um for one thing is that I've enjoyed watching um, skateboarding this time. Yeah, skateboarding which, is one of the new things in the Olympics this year, and it has yes. actually been pretty fascinating to watch. Although, um, as someone said, is that um, it's kind of funny in an interesting way to see um, that everything about the Olympics versus, say, street sports, we'll call them, 
the Olympics, everything is very much about precision. It's mm -hmm. about um, hitting just the right notes and that kind of thing versus necessarily an exhibition match where you're like you're trying to pull off all the wacky cool moves. Sure. And so to see kind of skateboarding turned almost into like figure skating where it's like you have to hit these precise movements and that yep. kind of thing, people are like, man, this isn't like Tony Hawk. This isn't, you know, like someone just going and pulling a 360 fakey fakey, <laughs> that kind of thing. And so, but it's neat is the fact that um, just to kind of see what was like a, the the rebel sport kind of go on the big stage and that kind yeah. of thing. So it's yeah. been fun. It is really and, cool. Um, and again, it's the fact that, um, and i got to look her up real quick, um, is that there was one winner... Um, uh, da, da, da. What sport? Oh, here we go. Um, it was in skateboarding. Oh, okay. Is um, her name is? I haven't seen any of the skateboarding. I watched uh, it the other day. It was actually pretty. It was actually pretty interesting. Oh, I bet it was. And one thing, while Ben's looking that mm -hmm. up, the I was watching some beach volleyball. Yes. And I was like, I was just watching, and it, it, some a topic of conversation came up. Somebody mentioned like sand socks, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, and I was kind of listening a little bit more socks. about it. Do you realize, like, the temperature of that sand that they're standing on is, like, 113 degrees pretty mm -hmm. much consistently? Yeah. That's Be hot. Beach sand is no joke. Oh, my God. Sand is sand. Like, that's, that, I would, yeah, I would wear socks. <laughs> I would wear boots <laughs> if I had to. That's really but, hot. Um, her name is Raisa Leal, L-E-A-L. And back, um, uh, I guess it would have been about six years ago now, she posted the viral tweet of herself landing a heel flip while wearing a blue fairy costume. <laughs> and Tony Hawk retweeted that and said, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And now 13, seven years later, she is a silver medalist at the Olympics. That's so. pretty cool. Oh, that, yeah, I did see that. Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, again, um, it feels like skateboarding, it just attracts like a, a almost like a more like, well, again. It's like snowboarding in the winter. Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, By the way, it attracts did, more colorful characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when did Tony Hawk get so old? Like, that's oh, yeah, crazy. Oh, trust me. No, as, as a 90s kid, it's like, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I was doing subway commercials. Yeah. <laughs> it's, un it's unbelievable. I just, no, I just that, that, yeah, I try not to think too much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then uh, my only other thing is the fact that as someone who has a lot more experience talking and writing about mental health than about sports, as far as um, Simone the Simone Biles. Biles thing goes, is the fact that I was thinking the other day, um, is that I was thinking of, and maybe it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, but it reminds me of the story about football helmets. And from what I've read is the fact that back in the early days of football, a lot of people got really hurt from, you know, just playing the game in general because they didn't have all the protections that we have nowadays. And, I mean, you can say, you know, the sport is more was more pure back then because they didn't have the big strong helmets and all the science behind it. Sure. But it's the fact that somebody came in and said, you know, yo, this is a little almost too dangerous. Is <laughs> that we should really, you know, think about doing some stuff to protect people that are doing this. And from what I read, I think at least I think I got my story straight. And forgive me if I haven't. Wasn't there something where um one of the presidents, like Teddy Roosevelt or something like that, he stepped in and. He said, yeah, we got to make football safer or something like that. Some politician, come on, you guys. Yeah, no, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes me think is the fact that there are people who, as Joe was alluding to, that we're working, we're always working toward a more perfect balance of 
competition in safety where you can push your limits but without like hurting yourself or that kind of thing and i feel like this is part of that conversation is the fact that yes we want obviously we want people to go out there and give it their all but there's got to be tools in place for them to be able to balance them that kind of thing and so again it feels to me like you can have the conversation as joe does you know joe and i kind of (laughs) kind of not went at it, but we had a conversation the other day about the fact of, you know, is that, yeah, finding the balance between, yes, that sports inspires a certain mental fortitude. you got to have that where it's like, all right, this is the big game. Yeah, you're nervous, but you know what? you got to go out there. you got to do good yep. and push through. And I think, again, that Simone Biles is important part of that conversation of being, okay, yes, I'm prepared. and have got to go out and give my best, knowing that, you know, tools are in place to keep them safe and so that's where my thing comes from is the fact that yeah that sh- we should be able to have a conversation about this without rejecting it and that we're all working toward the same thing to keep sports safe while still being competitive and, and, and the other thing is i mean as athletes in their mental um state of mind covid's been a rough year and a half i mean they've all had such a hard time they've had to train for so an extra year train for an extra year under these conditions, missing the Olympics last year, um, it's been rough for everybody. Mm-hmm. I I I look at it. Just one one final thing to wrap up is the mainstream sports. Um, going back just a little bit ago, uh, one of the um, a name a big name basketball player, Kevin Love, literally said. Um, this was probably a year. Was it a year ago, Joe? Maybe a little bit longer ago. A couple years. Ago, okay. I think. He came out and said he he needed to take some time away from playing because he was having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And the more people you you don't wish that more athletes like have issues like this. Mm-hmm. You don't wish that upon anybody. But the more people who come out and say different things, the more normalized and the more understood it's going to be. Um, and I think Simone Biles, the positive the the negative out of this is we didn't get to see her compete in the olympics like everybody wanted to the positive that comes out of this is this is another step in terms of uh, in in terms of a conversation that will maybe hopefully allow people to understand this better um and i think that's the best way to look at it um she, she might compete in the individual events though won't she i i i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure either but um is that and also is that you know has to a panic attacks and that kind of thing we're putting human beings under extreme pressure to do these things, <laughs> and you have to expect there's got to be some side effects from that. Including, I like, also, um, I also think know, one thing, that kind of thing. One one thing that I thought of right from the get go when I saw that um, she had withdrew from the competition when she was competing in 2016, she had no pressure on her. You know, she had pressure, but not like this. She wasn't the She superstar. didn't have five years of, like, build-up in between yes. the Rio Olympics and now to peop- for people to... When she came first came on the scene, nobody knew her as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People still were more familiar with, like, the Ali Raisman type mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. Now it's Simone Biles is the main person. And now in the next Olympics, it will be the, the one who... I, I can't Suni remember. Lee. Yeah, it will be Suni Lee who's mm-hmm. under the spotlight. Five straight Olympics. You know? Americans have won the gold mm-hmm. the all around yeah. for women. So, I wonder... So with the, with the, with all that in mind, I mean, you know, take it for what it's worth, but learn something this. from it. Let me ask you this. Do you think if there was a non-COVID and it was a full house screaming and yelling, that might have actually helped Simone Biles? I think mm-hmm. so, because I honestly, I was, I was thinking that to a certain extent, and I, I'm thinking too, 
how much is she used? Obviously, training-wise, you don't have a crowd and stuff. But when you have a bunch of people, I don't know. It could go either way, Joe. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. It might have made well, it work. It might have made an it empty it. arena, a quiet arena. Makes you're, you think. You're, oh. ca- you're kind you're of in your own. Of everything. You're kind yeah, of in your own thoughts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it could go the other way too. Yes. It um, could. But I would have to think. I would probably more lean toward the side of it. Might have made her a little bit more comfortable. Right. Because right. it's just a natural setting. Yeah. That was. And one, it pumps you up. Yes, and that was that was one thing that I think might go under the radar in terms of this whole Olympics is the no spectators. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I said that actually to one of my friends, we'll name drop him right now, Willie Santana, who formerly, who worked here, who former worked here, sports former sports reporter. <laughs> Love Willie. Yes. Um, I was having a conversation with him about uh, the U.S. men's basketball team. And before their first game, I said, they're going to lose. I said, they're going to lose their first game to France. And I said, I think partially it has to do with fans not being there. I think that's something that really... Because for these guys in this Olympics, I mean, come on. They're not that motivated. I think I think yeah. that the things that motivate them are trying to, like, you know, be compared to the dream team, which everybody's compared to. And then in addition to that, there's no fans there. So you're mm-hmm. trying to, like, you know, you got to create your own energy. And it's like the same thing that these guys dealt with last year when they were in the NBA bubble in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So with no, that, yeah, you get that, you get those endorphins from here, yes. the roar of the crowd. With that all in mind, I think that I think that affects some sports more than others. I think basketball is affected by that. I think volleyball is affected by that. Beach volleyball, swimming, too. swimming, beach volleyball especially is affected by that. Beach yes. volleyball is like it's a, a party. It's atmosphere. a party. Yes, yeah. it's like you're at a concert, but they're just playing volleyball instead of actually singing. And, and swimming is great with fans because you're in a, a natatorium and everything gets there, magnified. There's nowhere so loud. and there's nowhere for the noise to it's go. So the ceilings are low. Yeah, exactly. So with all that in mind, I think this Olympics through the first week has been very interesting. I'm sure through next week it will be interesting too. We didn't mention it. We'll mention it briefly. Olympic golf will be very interested to see how that wraps up. The course, by the way, there, very narrow. And there was like a 260-some-odd yard par 3, and I thought to myself, wow, I'd be lucky to shoot about an 8 on that. Um, but yeah. it's and Albatross, crazy. like that guy in Willsboro. Yes, by I the way, shout-out shout to uh, Mike Higgins <laughs> from Willsboro, who just randomly like aced a par 4 at Willsboro at a 264-some-odd yard hole. That's I, very rare. That is very rare. I guess the... Um, Olympics. Yeah. The, <laughs> per, the, person who called, the person who called that in, her name is slipping my mind right now, um, but the person who called that in, she's, she looked it up. It's like one in six million or something like that that <laughs> yeah, happens. I mean, that's crazy for that to happen because you don't... Are you familiar with that hole? No, I've actually never played the Woolsboro Golf Course I before. have, but it was like 25 years yeah. ago. I've heard it's very hilly. I yep. might be confused. Is it, it is. Willsboro's hilly? Okay. I know E-Town is hilly. Yeah. Um, but as far as that, that, unbelievable. So congratulations to well, you know, Maybe we, get, we should go. Yeah, we should. We should. We get a lot of like hole in one notifications and oh, and, and uh, Todd uh, Morvek. Yes, he won five grand. Won five grand. Can you imagine Shumway Insurance? They sponsor that whole. Oh, nobody's going to get a hole in one on that. That's okay. They have insurance on the price. Do they? Yes. Okay, so that's, that's how, how it works. Yep. Okay, but so for people who don't understand what we're Usually, talking, yeah. so there was a there was a there was a uh, Rabin golf tournament. Um, a lot of Plattsburgh, a lot of uh, SUNY Plattsburgh employees are in that. Todd is actually one of them, and he on the five thousand dollar hole in one prize hole, he actually got a hole in one, and I could only imagine what that feels like. And it was his first one ever; he had never even gotten That's one incredible. before. 
So for him to get that, and that's that was at Harmony, and it wasn't on the hole that I was expecting him to get the hole-in-one on. There are some, if you look at them, some very manageable par threes, and I think he got it probably on one of the more, if not the most challenging one at that well, course. So the prize, that would help him in the tradition of buying everybody around after, yes. after the... Uh, yeah, that would help. That would help. That would help quite a bit. Yeah, it's like all on me. I always, I always just to wrap it up real quick with this. I always think of whenever there's that type of prize or something like that. Like somebody sponsors a you know one million dollar half court shot or yes. something like that. And when it actually goes in, can you imagine? Like some of the people who sponsor it, they're like, no way. Like we, I'm like, well, you, how, can, how smart, can you actually have made if that? If they're smart, they have an insurance. Policy yes. That yeah. Person. Exactly. <laughs> if if people have seen the movie Semi Pro. There's, it's pretty much right at the start of the movie, there's like this hippie who like he gets out, it's in the 70s, it's set in the 70s and he gets out on the court and he like takes this shot and it's all, (laughs) he makes it and everyone's like, oh my God, $500 or something like that. (laughs) And uh, Will Will Ferrell's the main character in that movie, he's like, oh, oh no. And the commentators uh, announces Will Ferrell's character as Jackie Moon and the commentator goes, and Jackie Moon has run out of the building because <laughs> they didn't want to have to pay all the money. And so they, they present, at the end of the movie, they present him with a big check with, it says like $500 and it's like, oh cool man, what bank can I take this to? And it's like, I don't know. It was just, it was just a check. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a cardboard piece of paper. It wasn't actually a check but that's always what I think of when I see like any of those prizes type of stuff. Yeah. I always think that's good but by the way, we had a couple little news briefs that you wanted to mention, some city stuff. Yeah, well first of all, uh, final Olympic thought, shout yeah. out to the Canadian women. Canada's won 11 medals at the Olympics so far, all of them by women. Wow, okay. Amazing. Yeah. That's a good little show. Yeah. Nice no, the only show. other yeah. thing we were going to say, mention, speaking of women, um, in the city of Plattsburgh in Ward 5, uh, Mayor Chris Rosenquist put forward uh, Caitlin Bopp as his choice to be the next Ward 5 counselor to take the place of Patrick McFarlane, who resigned and moved out of the area um, earlier this month. And the council unanimously approved it. That now puts three women on the common council of the city of Plattsburgh. A first. Yeah. Three out of the six are women. We've mm-hmm. never had that much before, and it's it's good to see. It that's is. That's nice, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that it? That's it. Couldn't remember. Oh, that's pro. Uh, well, that's pe- enough. People yeah. just had program noting right on right on, right on <laughs> this. But, well, this was a great episode. So we talked about a lot of different things. But, you know, if you haven't had a chance, I mean, how long does the fair run? Through Sunday, right? Sunday. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance, you listen to this. Demolition Derby. Get up to the, oh, Demo Derby. Yeah. You know, every, who, who, nobody, I mean. Oh, and by the way, there's that um, one thing that I forgot to mention. There's the, I have no idea what the name of the circuit is, but there's that jet skiing thing. The on watercross. Lake yes. Champlain. That sounds very cool. <laughs> there will I, be a story in tomorrow's Press Republican telling ooh, you all about it. That's great. That's great. I was actually thinking this weekend I might go out and just casually take some photos of that. Mm-hmm. So that will actually, uh, that's a very photogenic type of thing. Mm-hmm. People doing flips and stuff in the water. Hopefully it's, no some, doubt. Like, hopefully it's some nice weather out. It's Saturday and Sunday, correct? Um, I think. Possibly. Is it? I know it's definitely tomorrow. I, I think sure. I, I'm, I'm almost I'm almost po- just double check with our reporting, but I'm almost positive off the top of my head it's a two day event. Um, but yeah, so shout out to them because that's pretty cool. You need to be in the mental the right mental headspace for that too. Yeah, <laughs> do it all, do it all the with that. But on that note, hey, you can listen to this podcast on PressPublic.com, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also find it on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. And with that, Joe, you can sign us off. Thanks, everybody, for listening and for all your support, and we wish everybody a little weak side help.